0: Syphilis. Syphilis. Dry oatmeal. Carnalingus.
1: You can't start the show last way. Come on. We're professional.
0: Yeah, I was testing my uh, was testing my tongue out. Is that what they do? Yep. Syphilis. Syphilis.
1: Syphilis. Dry oatmeal.
0: Well, I tried to get on it as early as I could. Had to watch, uh, well, we were doing some stuff, but then at the same time I had to wait till an episode of, uh, the littlest couple was over.
1: Wow. That's awful. Well, Sorry. I'm chewing here. I'm getting, uh, Chewing your cud. We're doing a rare in-between shifts, um, yet at home on the internet recording. So very little time, very little time, extra long drive home due to the weather. Highway was track bare with snow everywhere. So that was slow and painful. Uh, come home to the driveway, got a snow blow.
0: Get that going. I had to, uh, rake leaves to get into my driveway. (laughs) You actually had a snow blow. Yeah. That's so disgusting. Then I had a quick snack. Still chomping on some here. Well, I did dishes, had dinner and then made the kids lunch. And then, uh, while I was doing all that, watched an episode of this is us. And then I had to do something, and then uh, while I was finishing doing something, we threw on an episode of The Littlest Couple, and now here I am. Oh, exciting. With my other couple. I'm eating uh, plantain chips. You ever eat these? Yes, they are gross. Huh? The bananas, right? Well, they're plantain kind of chips. They're like, no, they're banana chips. They're plantain chips. Salted. I even put a little extra salt on there. That's not good for you. But we all know you can't control yourself.
1: Well, plantain chips, are they bad for you? They got palm oil in it.
0: You don't need salt. You're out of well, control. Sorry. Out of control. That's uh it's a culinary thing. Salt uh, enhances food. You're supposed to put it on prior to cooking. So it gets absorbed by the food as opposed to a layer on top. Well, hold on. Unlike you,
1: I have not had a full supper when I got home. I have a little nibble of this and a little nibble of that. And then that's it. Yeah. But I actually had supper left over waiting for me for a change. Right. So you had your intake of salt there. You just don't know it. I'm having a little bit now for a snack. So we're about even. So you don't need to, uh, you know, get all high and mighty on me on the salt. Cause you had a full meal. Whereas I'm skipping a full meal.
0: You don't need to compete with everybody and try to have the same thing as everybody else. Like you normally what? like to do. What are you talking about? You have to copy everybody else. You want to be like everybody else. Everybody else was playing video games. You got to play video games. Cause <laughs> every everyone was eating plantain chips.
1: I think you're referring to yourself by the way. No, I, um, YouTube channels, notwithstanding T- talk to the folks about your uh, Twitch stream. What
0: about my Twitch stream? Well,
1: there's what are you some, talking about? there's some rumors that you have a
0: Twitch stream out there. Why don't that, just people relax? That is a, that is secret. People so don't, people don't need to know everything. People just need to relax. What is this uh Twitch stream we got going on? What's that Listen. called? My What's life called? In, my life and twitching.
1: My life in twitching. Yes. Uh, g- Gameplay with Canadian Ninja. And then
0: it doesn't even work. Yeah, you don't even know who that is. <laughs> Thankfully, I don't. It doesn't <laughs> sound like somebody I'd want to know. Well, uh,
1: hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of Start to Continue Podcasts, the STC Pod. This is episode. Uh, two Oh nine, I believe. Really? And, uh, what an episode it will be. We are here to treat you and charm you, especially to our American friends on their big American weekend of, uh, debauchery and overeating Mm. and massive amounts of football. Happy Thanksgiving. All you guys down
0: there. It's over by the time they hear that though. Well, you're going to pump this out earlier. Yeah.
1: you? No. And you're going to be in charge of the artwork for once, actually. No, nope. I'm going to be a little bit busy tomorrow. So you can do that's...
0: that before you go to bed. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm doing two things, uh, Jack and shit, for this podcast. I'm not even editing this mother. Oh, like you edited the previous ones? Uh, they've been QC'd. None of that <laughs> will be happening. Let's see, 208 was a bit of a... The, the vomit coming out of our mouths will... Go directly to a download. What'd you do with the, uh, with the shit show from last episode?
1: I can save the day as always. We had a massive technical problem.
0: Joe, uh, my computer went to sleep. Oh yeah. Your computer. And, uh, you actually did a good job. You, you, you flapped your gums. You vomited a bunch of, uh, diarrhea that was entertaining and for no. the void, I, listen, if I found it entertaining, it was entertaining. Mm. Better than I thought I was going to hear come out of your mouth. I you know, appreciate. And then my mic went. Much like, uh, your episode on dollar dorks. Much better than I thought it was going to be. And I reached out to my buddies, uh, Derek and uh, Chris and congratulated them. Oh yeah. Private message. I didn't see that anywhere. So. <laughs> I only do things private, man. Private message. Okay, good. Give well, them a shout out, give them the props they deserve.
1: You know how, uh, with peace and love and respect, I call you a piece of shit all the time. Yep. I got to call Chris Roberts a piece of shit right now. Peace and love. Cause that piece of shit sold a freaking sticker for $135 American
0: today. I didn't understand that Atari. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that Atar- What was it? An Atari, uh, joystick sticker. Yeah. Cover, covers the knob or something or the there bottom bar? Yeah.
1: A piece of shit, little tiny sticker. This guy managed to sell for 135, a tiny sticker, smaller than a
0: stamp people. Didn't you just find that arbitrarily on the game box or something? Yeah. So it wouldn't have been non, not sticky anymore. Well, it was sticking on there. So
1: there was still some stick left. I don't know what, what would possess someone to have to have that?
0: Well, you I didn't know, know there, I didn't even know there were stickers like that. You can well, answer I, that question. What, what would it? possess someone to have to need that, that badly? A little sticker. I, I, I don't know because I'd never be in that situation. I would not
2: need to have that <coughs> sticker. Hello?
1: I turned the mic off while I was chewing. That's what a good host will do. And then you edit the blank spot out after. Nope. Told you. How much have you paid for a sticker sheet for one of your
0: transformers? I've never bought one. Really? I buy all all mine complete. Either MISB or MIB. I don't know if that's true, but yeah, I
1: seem to recall stories of you, uh, sending away for sticker sheets. No.
0: And little, must've been your other friend, little rockets and shit like that. Little rockets and shit. Yeah. No, I don't really care, man. It doesn't come with, if it didn't come with stickers, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's not, it's not the end of the world for me. Oh my God. Why don't you tell oh, the I, truth? I know some other people that would go crazy about it.
1: I've even been aware of you sending away for modification packs to add on to your robots. No. Mm-hmm. I've never done that. Yeah, you have those no, thir- those third party, uh, upgrade kits that you can buy
0: that you can snap
1: stuff, extra stuff onto your robots. I
0: only got one of those. My, uh, crazy Thank dev- you. my let me tell my story i win no because you don't know shit my crazy Devi upgrade kit came with my g2 orange uh just dis- uh, uh constructicons because the previous owner had the kit and was selling them with the constructicons but i never i've never uh assembled him with the add-on kit. That kit's actually uh, pretty hard to find nowadays. So I'm glad I got it at the time. Even though I remember when I showed you that eBay purchase for those figures and the add-on, I remember, uh, you, (laughs) I believe I remember you calling me a piece of shit for (laughs) spending that much on it. And I, um, I would, I would almost bet that was exactly what you'd said to me. Cause I remember it's like, Hey man, I was really, I was all excited. It's like, Oh shit. Look what I bought. I know it cost a lot, but you divide it up. Blah, 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 blah. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, well, I'm glad I, I'm glad I shared this with you. I'm. Can I work with someone else now? I'm sure it was said with peace and love. As mm, normal. No, it was your usual anger at like, Where does this guy get the money to waste on this stuff? Yeah, with love and respect. Well, there wasn't love or respect. I might call this episode a piece of shit. No, you can't. iTunes goes crazy. I'm calling it a POS. Ooh, let them Um, do that. Would they let that slip by? It could stand for anything, don't
1: matter. They uh, canceled us once for having balls in the title.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's your apple for you. iTunes is a little balls for that. They are balls. That doesn't make sense. If your label is explicit, why can't you put whatever you want in the title? Mm. To a certain extent. The title's public, I guess. Like balls, there's nothing dirty with balls.
1: Well, again, we just had a conversation this morning how you were very upset about how any uh there was a bar you know was named Bollocks, and you were yeah. super upset at that name and refused to patronize it. No,
0: because that's a public name that anyone can see, especially kids. Well,
1: so is the podcast title.
0: And it's not my my, my six year old son doesn't uh search podcasts with balls or come across podcasts. Well, he might it's not No,
1: that's public. The title is public.
0: It's controlled. Whereas I can't control what he sees if I'm driving by the place in the car. Oh, and what, what is he going to do? Oh, daddy. What, what is bollocks mean?
1: Can you tell me daddy? Yes. And you would have an awkward conversation.
0: I uh, said really? some piece of shit named his bar balls. I'd say, which That's is why it's, balls. I don't go to that establishment and I hope it burns down with the owner inside. <laughs> I um, like
1: the name. It's different. I can't stand these people. And it, per- it portrays, you know, that it must be some kind of, you know, it's a British pub or something. You can yeah. expect certain kind of cuisine. It, it tells a lot in just one word. Yeah, it's casual and fun. I like it. Cause I don't like it. You like it. I know how it works. Well, I'm sensible.
0: And you're a maniac. Really? <laughs> <'Cause> all <laughs> really? the stuff that comes out of your mouth during the day. There is no sensibleness to coming out of that. Mm, yeah. People knew what I gotta deal with. People know what I gotta deal with. What on the show?
1: Because it's all an act. No. Sitting beside you all day.
0: <laughs> it's all an act. It's all an act. Trying to know, fight, trying to make the day more fun.
1: Well, the reason why our recording schedule has been twisted around a bit because Joe's been with a trainee, whom he is an, he, he dri- has driven away from uh, his uh, what your trainage, your tutelage. You've driven her out. She's gone. <laughs> she's yep. never coming back. Good. I had my fill of her. She did three days with Joe, and then she's like, "That's it."
0: Yeah, she wasn't hot enough
1: for me to be around. No, no, we had fun with her. Actually, Uh, she was pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. she wasn't hot. She was fun though. She was fun. She, uh, she rolled with the punches very well. Even at one point, which was hilarious, uh, turned to both of us as I was dressing Joe down over some other craziness. He was saying, she says, I don't know if you guys, you should have a podcast. If you had a podcast, I would totally listen to your podcast. And Joe's like, I don't even know what a podcast is. Explain that to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gotta keep it on the DL. Well, it's a thing.
1: You listen, I joke. Don't worry about it. Go back to your thing. Okay. That was
0: funny though. It was just like, hmm, if you only knew.
1: True. And we've had other trainees uh, that have a good time laughing at us. Uh, The show is all the entire work shift folks. If you, if you get to see us, it's nonstop. That's why my blood pressure is so high. It's probably because we eat like garbage. So as I said, when I got home, I had to snowblow. Luckily the snowblower is working. That was uh, quite a, uh, quite a thing. I don't know where we left off on that. Did I talk about that at all last week? I talked about the snow coming and how I didn't have the snowblower prepared.
0: How did, what did you have to prepare?
1: Well, like I didn't have the oil change done. That doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 it does. Get worse with the season. No, no, no. You can, I can. Mine's a workhorse, so that wasn't ready, and uh, I didn't have fresh gas in it. Although there was a little bit of gas in it that was conditioned from last year, but still, that's my
0: gas from last year. uh, Still fired it right up on the first pull, man. Wasn't conditioned either. Nope. That's good. Now, do you put the premium gas in though? Uh, no, I I only put premium in. No, no, I don't think you should do that. Yeah, you should. That's why it starts up. No problem. Uh, no, you shouldn't
1: because that's too much octane for it and gums up the Uh, system. It's designed for regular, much like our cars. You can think you're Mr. Fancy pulling up to the premium, uh, pump and going, Hey guys, look at me, I'm paying double, but your car is not designed for regular or for a premium. It does run better though. It does not run better. It does. That is, that is proven in your head because you think you're, you know, with your mint coat and everything that it, it's better, but it is not, it is uh, running much uh, less efficient. Anyways, I did the oil change, let it leak out for the day, put everything back together, put fresh oil in, you know, trip to Canadian tire, which I spent a lot of time there last week. More on that. Got some fresh oil synthetic, by the way only the best for my machine, filled it up. I was going to get a spark plug and, uh, this is where I do actually follow your advice and I I just do that every other year. I used to do it every year, but Joe said, you don't need to do that. So I go every other year on the spark plugs. So I decided to take a year off, just got the oil, went back fresh gas, loaded it all up, fresh gas, put in uh, the fresh oil.
0: Because I'm and, getting bored. uh What the synthetic oil cost? Notice, um, th- it was uh, thirteen dollars, I think, for mm. the quart. That's actually a good idea. I don't put synthetic in mine.
1: i so I should normally this machine's pretty good for me. So I'm like, I'm just gonna pull this thing get get her going in one shot here. Pull it, nothing. Pull it again, nothing. Pull, pull, nothing, nothing. Okay, well, this happened last year. It, it's getting a little bit old. So you know what, I might. This happened last year with the no pulling working, so I just plugged it in, used its starter, and that got it going right away last year. So I did that, got a cord out, plugged it in, did the starter, nothing, nothing. What? What? Why? Why is this happening? Do it again, nothing. I'm like almost burning out the starter starter motor because I can't believe it's not starting. I do some more pulls, that's not happening. Then I let it sit for a while, you know, cause I think I flooded it or whatever happens. Tried it again a half an hour later, same thing. I'm like, well, see, that's my problem. That's my fault for listening to Joe. Did you? Obviously. Remember? Yeah, obviously.
0: Well, no, not obviously. Uh,
1: so obviously I do have to get a new spark plug every year.
0: I'm still using so, the same plug after five years.
1: So that's another trip to Canadian Tire. Find the spark plug, pay for that, drive all the way back. Get the snowblower out again. Now you gotta unscrew the thing to get at the area with the with the spark plug, which is very difficult to get your hand into, but you know, that's why I don't like doing it every year. But now I'm doing it. I open the thing up, I reach in to pull the cap off the spark plug, and the cap was already off. And at that point I remembered when I winterized it or summarized it last season, I pulled the cap off the spark plug. Just to, I don't want the thing starting on its own turning into Christine or something while it was in storage. So I pulled the cap off of it. And of course my memory served me well. And I didn't remember that. So (laughs) apologies to Joe for once again, proving he was right. I was cursing man, cursing. So I put the cap on it. I said, well, I'm going to try this spark plug. See if it's good. Put the cap back on and put everything back together, choked it. First pull started right up immediately. Like, there you go. Boom.
0: Yeah, it's not a car where you needed spark plugs change that often. Even with cars, you don't. So, why do you think for a snowblower, you got to do it every year? Well, it's just yeah, what the manufacturer. Right. You don't. You don't. <laughs> that's
1: what the manufacturer recommends. It's only once a year. So, what's you don't the big need deal? It. What kind of plugs are you putting in there? It's one plug. Champion. You, $2. You No, it's like eight bucks.
0: No need to replace it every year.
1: And of course, that was uh, just a fraction of my time at Canadian Tire because it was uh, time to put the winter tires on. Last episode, I had also said that wasn't ready. So I got those down from their storage, loaded them in the car. And at the same time, I don't know if you guys remember, Joe, uh, this time last year, I got my rear brakes done and they said, You know, you should also get your front brakes. There's a little bit left. You should probably get your front brakes on. I'm like, no, we got plenty of time on the front brakes. Anyways, one year later, I'm like, we're doing the front brakes, guys. As when we do the tire change. So we get that going. We get the brakes sorted out course they find extra problems with uh, the back brakes you know routine check on the back brakes got a little bit of stuff going on here with the calipers got to do the caliper to you know get the thing in to do and uh, it's got the thing so there'll be another eighty dollars okay do that front brakes and then they go to put the tires back on and look i know i've had these tires for a while every year i ask them how uh, what's tread like on these tires? Tread's fine. Probably got another season. These tires are getting old. No problem. You got another season. Don't worry about it. This time they come to me and say, look, we got to talk about these tires. (laughs) They're getting on. Now they knew when I bought these tires, because I bought them from them. And, uh, it turned out I had these, uh, winter tires for 11 seasons. This was uh, 11 seasons I've had these tires, so they were uh, right down to where, you know, you you got to make the decision to pull them off. So uh, right there, I had to make a snap decision on some new tires and dropped a whole boatload of uh, cashola getting four new winter tires. But they work. They work good. Definitely needed them today, so uh, it was money well spent. That was my week. Lots of money, lots of Joe glasses going out the door.
0: That's it. Did you finish telling your story? Yeah.
2: Hmm. I'm
0: not, I'm not editing that gap out by the way.
1: So, well, why would you leave a gap there staring at your finger? I was seeing
0: how long, uh, you're going to let it go. (laughs) It wasn't interesting to you. Well, I heard it already. So no. (laughs) Well, that's where you just surprise me and don't tell me stuff ahead of time. That's, that's where a good host
1: comes in and helps move the story along with questions and comments while the story is going. That's what an interviewer does. Right. Why don't you tell me how you spent all your Joe glasses this week?
0: Well, uh, as you know, my dishwasher went. So. Uh, we went to Lowe's. Not Lowe's. Leon's. Sorry. And uh I hadn't been into like one of these furniture stores in I don't know how long. Year, two years. And uh environment's the same. And immediately when I walk in, I just thought, oh, I feel I feel bad for the people that work there because it feels like a depressing place to work. You know what I mean? So I don't know about you, but anytime I used to go to these places, it's almost like you immediately get attacked in terms of, can I help you kind of service? Whereas I'd like to walk around and take a look and, you know, I'll come to you when I'm ready to, uh, Mm -hmm. Leon's is really bad for them. They're like vultures hovering around you. But that wasn't the case this time. Like I, we went to the appliance section and there's one guy there and, you know, we said what model we were looking for because my wife had already picked out the one she wanted and they didn't have it on the floor. They're like, we never get people spending that much money. You really want that one? But they could have, they could order it for us, but it would have taken two to three weeks. Whereas my dishwasher is broken right now. So you're telling me I got to wait possibly up to three weeks. so we decided to go to the brick and just see if they had the same one. out. they actually had it on the floor and it was on sale. Uh, I guess it was like an early black Friday kind of sale or whatever. Right. Uh, so yeah, we ended up buying it uh, now. Unfortunately, it's still going to take about two weeks to come for some reason. I don't, uh, That's what I, yeah, I thought about that as soon as I said it too. And, um, yeah, I don't understand it. So, and we've got a house full of sick kids. And, my, and I think I'm the only one in the house that's not sick. So, all the glasses and all the utensils have to go into the dishwasher. So, we're using uh, the dishwasher downstairs. That's right. He has to multiple do, dishwashers, folks. To do the glasses and the and the cutlery. And the plates, I guess, too. And then (laughs) I do the pots and pans. I had to use my second dishwasher. (laughs) I do the pots and pans in the sink. And all the big stuff. Or it just goes, I'm getting flashbacks of when I was a kid because my parents never had a dishwasher. So they used me as the dishwasher. And I fucking hated it, man. Every dinner, every lunch. Every breakfast, goddamn, doing dishes for half an hour. Mm-hmm.
1: And now you have three dishwashers in your house. My, how you've come in the world!
0: I Don't have three dishwashers in the house.
1: Look at um, we have to. I uh, still haven't got the new one. So sorry. Are you done with your dishwashers? Yes,
0: apparently. Uh oh, it was a KitchenAid, right? That's what we had. And that's what I'm going with again. Yeah. Yeah. It's a
1: pretty good one. That'll be good. And you'll definitely be able to put all of your pots and pans and everything in there without rinsing it. Cause it's a new modern dishwasher.
0: Nope. Don't
1: no fear about that. <clears throat> I, it is, uh, sorry, moving on, but be beholden to me. Unfortunately, uh, I, I, I have to, uh, again, I apologize with, with peace and love to Joe on this, but you know, these things have to be said for the betterment of society and all listeners out there. Um, There is an update on the meat to movement um, that I've been witnessing. I didn't want to have to talk about it. I I, I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Last we heard there was some controversy that Joe had used his power in the workplace to eat someone's uh, salami stick. This guy had, uh, he had a pack of two giant salami sticks and Joe ate one and, uh, you know, I made fun and all that. And Joe got upset and then I apologized the next week for bringing it up and maybe embellishing some facts. And Joe promised that he was going to, uh, you know, bring another sausage, sausage stick for this guy. And, uh, needless to say that Joe didn't end up bringing a replacement stick. And instead he actually went and ate the final stick that was remaining. So he just continued the, the meat to movement, um, on his own there. I pleaded with him not to, and he said, not to worry. Joe will replace all meat sticks in, uh, he gave himself a time window of three days.
0: All meat meat sticks in the whole world. I will
1: replace them. (laughs) He will (laughs) replace them. He just could not help couldn't help himself and could not leave that meat stick alone, but he would replace it. And, uh, unfortunately I can report that the meat sticks are are still not replaced. And this guy is without his, uh, his meat.
0: Well, one, he never even noticed those missing. Two, (laughs) I threw him 20 bucks. You did not. I gave him 20 bucks today. Oh, come on. By the way, uh, two salami sticks only cost $7. There's no
1: way
2: you gave him $20. Did you follow me over there? Well, uh, what, maybe
1: what, what? you should have let me cause uh, you know, you would need me to close out this story.
0: No, so, cause it doesn't matter. I don't care, dude. <laughs> gave the gave guy 20, 20 bucks. Well, because he's given me meat in the past. <laughs> So even if uh, these two plus another two only comes to $14, I threw him an extra 6 bucks uh scratch.
1: Jesus, look at this guy walking around with the swagger of the meat. So now instead of just stealing this guy's meat, he has him buying meat for Joe. Just bring me more meat, and we're good, right? Anyways, that's just a quick little update on the meat. Yeah,
0: movement. I'm glad I was here to actually uh, fill in the proper ending to that story and, and provide people with an accurate detailing of the final outcome of the case of the Eaton salami stick. Well, if, you know, if people want to chime in, maybe let us you know. Should, uh, maybe you should be not more like CNN. How about you stop being fa- fake news bill? If it's fake news, why, why doesn't CNN get sued? You mean, why don't they
1: sue? Well, No, why do why doesn't, if they report false news, why do
0: they not get sued? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Why, why don't they, why don't they file a, uh, what is it when people sue for, uh, misrepresentation, mm-hmm. which is what right. I should be, that's what I should be doing to you.
1: So in the same case, as both of us have reported the truth, I'm suing and... you
0: <laughs> for <laughs> Falseness in in meat uh, telling. I don't know. Yeah. Who cares? No one gives a shit about this. You no know, I man. will take our new portable audio recorder
1: and grab an interview from him and find out about the meat. No, because he doesn't need to know about
0: the show. Uh, it won't be about the show. do will be discreet. No. no. <laughs> what what uh, what's this segment called? Uh, meat part two. Who cares. Uh, I'm, not even, I'm not even writing write down a description for this stupid show. <laughs> Fuck this podcast.
1: Oh my God. Wow. See what happens folks when I'm forced to bring up this news? He gets all defensive. It's not my fault. I'm just no. delivering it.
0: I'm just I'm like delivering
1: defensive. It. Do you want to stand in front of your helicopter and, uh, yell strange things to me? Go ahead. <laughs> Have your hair blowing in the wind. Oh, it's not going to happen. I'm telling you.
0: Is the show done yet? Can I go and and, uh, record a video for uh, My Life in Collecting?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Don't get me started on that. (laughs) There's nothing
0: for you to get started (laughs) on, dude. There's nothing. No.
1: We had a great little collection of stuff for a new pickup video, and it got denied for Start to Continue, so it can go on the My Life in Collecting channel. Can you believe that? Because he's got to have his, he's got to have his ego rubbed. Mm. Mm. Anyways, I don't need to go on about that. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about the Saturday we spent together? All the movies we watched?
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah, it was a, it was a, It was a movie day unfortunately it wasn't a good movie day. Oh, well, there was the the amount of garbage we watched. I watched one good one. Wow. You, you forced people to watch again, another movie from the past. What was Um, this bridge over the river? Kwai?
1: No, but that's an excellent movie. Of course. By my favorite director, David Lean, sir. David
0: Lean. I rented that from uh, Blockbuster when I used to work there. I saw that in the theater. Mm-mm. No, that was when I was in uh, my vintage uh, movie watching craze for some reason. Mm. Yeah, yeah it was so good, you, I enjoyed that. You saw it in like VHS crappy four yep. by three. You got that right. Square. Well, that's all there was to watch back then. So no, when
1: I bought Lawrence of Arabia on VHS, I insisted I get a letterboxed version. And then when I'd show it to people, they'd be like, what's with these bars? Why you got bars on the top and bottom? It's not bars.
0: You're not seeing bars. You're seeing the whole picture now. People did not like. I don't understand. People didn't like letterbox. This is how you see in the movie theater. What? But the screen's so much bigger. All I see is bars and the screen's
1: so small. No, the screen's huge now. Anyways, I digress. We started our uh, odyssey of bad movies early in the morning. Joe wanted to watch The Meg with one of his favorite stars. What's his name?
0: As always, I got to correct you for the audience as always. I did not want to watch it, but that's all that was on at that particular moment. And I, that Meg's movie, I knew it was going to be a piece of garbage. You could tell by the freaking commercials that they showed on TV. Also the fact that it being a Jason Stata movie, he hasn't, done a, he hasn't done, a good movie since, uh, what the fuck? I don't know what the first transporter. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got through it. So yeah, I could, I could go that far back. But uh I wasn't even gonna go maybe like you know, he wasn't a main character, but like Snatch or something, but Wow, well, right. Yeah, well he was a main character actually. He started off with him. Yeah, I say Snatch is was maybe his best movie. Anyway, uh yeah, Meg's uh ten pounds of monkey crap in a five pound bag.
1: <laughs> it had every cliche of action movie and bad writing and bad acting and bad effects. Uh, So if, if you haven't heard, I don't know how you missed it. It's when you first saw this commercial, like in the summer that this movie was coming to me, it looked like it, it was a spoof. Like it was a comedy, like it was a parody movie. That's how bad it looked, but sure enough, it's, it was a real movie. And this was number one at the box office too. That's how crazy the world is about this. They discover this giant Megalodon, shark that's massively huge and of course goes on a killing spree but uh the the way this movie's put together oof man is it ever bad everything about it is bad everything every scene you just wonder what what is the point of this scene like of course like every uh action movie based on a hero they had to go find the hero who's, who's not been doing his hero work for a long time and convince him to go on this quest with them. Like as an audience member, you're, you think there's a chance he won't go with them. Like the whole scene is pointless. You know, it's like, Oh no. Yeah. We tried to get him to come along, but he's not, he's not in this movie. Like the whole scene is ridiculous yet. It's there. It is as cliched as ever. Like, you know like a Rambo where you gotta go get Rambo and talk him into coming out of retirement.
2: Well, oh, you know, you
1: know what's going to happen. And we so were, they go along like, like he didn't agree to go with them and then, oh, then he appears. Whoa, didn't see that coming. He changed his mind at the last minute. I wonder if he's going to rescue
0: that person. It's just, everything was cliche. It was parts of it were fast and the furious, but underwater.
1: Exactly. They had these insane stupid underwater vehicles that flew like they were in space, not in water.
0: <laughs> what I liked was we were able to predict the outcome and what would happen in pretty much every single scene. This this movie is more than blatantly obvious with its bad acting and bad writing and uh, literally everything taken from any other previous movie you may have seen regarding like, a, it's going to say a horror, but you know, uh, you know, like these attack movies where people are being hunted by some kind of creature. Mm.
1: But it didn't have any kind of thrilling aspect. It didn't have suspense. No, it was just painful, painful. painful. I, I'm proud to say I didn't
0: make it through the whole movie. I turned it off midway. I'm not proud to say that I persevered and forced myself to, it's like, well, it's a train wreck and you couldn't turn away.
2: I could. I I could.
0: I
1: could. I'm Um, like, I'd I'd rather do work at this point (laughs) and keep watching this. That movie was awful. Although I, I did think I turned away and I watched, um, there's a bunch a lot of material on YouTube last couple of weeks on the Beatles white album. The remasters just came out and there are tons of stuff to watch on it. A lot of people talking about it and Giles Martin, uh, George Martin's son uh, who did the remix for the white album. He's, he's all over YouTube doing full length interviews about how he came to mix it and his sources, what he used, how he made mixing decisions because it's a pretty big deal to take something like the white album. and it's not just you're not just sweeting it, sweetening it, you're remixing it. You're making audio choices about placing this instrument here or, you know, this vocal on the left side, drums where they fade into the mix. He did a complete remix. So for Beatles fans, that's that's a big deal when you change our mixes. If you watched, Uh, one of our early YouTube videos where I go through the Beatles Canadian releases on vinyl, the Capitol releases. I explain the different mixes that are out there for every album because the UK got a different mix and Canada got a different mix and U S got a different mix and they're all radically different if you listen to them side by side. So, Anyways, the they did Sgt. Pepper's, I think last year, so or two years ago. So now the White Album is coming out, and uh, there's massive, huge versions of it. Like there's a big six CD set that has every single outtake, uh, as well as some uh, like Blu-ray audio discs, so you get full surround mixes, and uh, the Escher bootleg. Tapes are also included, and there's some nice vinyl packages there. Anyways, I digress. That's what I was watching when I turned the Meg off. I did some research on the White Album. Ultimately, I don't think I'll be getting this new release because it is super expensive, and I already have the original releases on vinyl. So, Sorry sorry for that aside, Joe. Continue with the bad movies, the Meg.
0: Were we done with the Meg? Yeah. Sorry, I'm coloring right now.
1: After that, there was still nothing on, but a new movie was starting and it had another big uh one of Joe's guys, Mark Wahlberg. And it was called Mile Twenty Two. So we put that on. Don't don't want to say anything about I know you're coloring. Mm -hmm. Oh sorry.
0: Um what was mile twenty two about do you remember it had to do with special ops forces and how Wahlberg's character was like he was uh was he adopted or something and and raised up to be you know they they picked a certain type of um they picked a certain type of personality or or maladjusted kid or something like that to uh, participate in these training programs. Sort of like, I don't want to say something like the born movies, but you know, children that displayed certain characteristics like anxiety or uh, ADD, that kind of stuff. And um, I was in and out of this movie, but I still enjoyed it. (laughs) You were in and out of it. Well, I was doing other stuff at the time, right? Well, you kind of mixed up that major plot point. I don't think that was
1: about him. That was about the guy they were protecting. Wahlberg was
0: uh, the leader. No, because he had the, he kept doing the thing with the, you remember the whole thing when they showed him as a kid with the elastic on his wrist and they were training him. Like when you're in stress situations, you know, this can help. They, They weren't saying it in words, but they were showing this montage of him progressing through childhood being trained and then it jumps ahead to where he is at in terms of this, uh, this, uh, government special forces unit, not special forces, but like, you know, secret ops unit, I should say.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: No, you're right. And there was, uh, Ronda Rousey was one of the main characters, uh, who's the other female
1: is the girl from, uh, oh, from from Walking Walking Dead, right?
0: Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lori Cohen. Is that her name? Or yeah, Lauren? Like, Lauren Cohen. Lauren Cohen. That's not right. Lori Cohen. I think mm. anyway. Uh, yeah. People know who she is. It was decent. I don't know. It wasn't bad. There's a couple, um, and there's a twist in it in terms of, uh, <laughs> I don't want to give it away, but there's, there's a governmental twist in it in terms of, uh, a certain character, but, uh, some of the, the fight choreo choreographed scenes were really well done. Like that, uh, the one in the hospital room. Yeah. There's was like two sure. or three that two or three that were like, these guys knew their shit. They, they weren't just actors who were trained, you know, these guys were, had obviously known and done martial arts in their lives as well. Mm -hmm. Did you like it?
1: Well, yeah, there's a lot of Wahlberg in it. There's a lot of Wahlberg in it. A lot of Wahlberg talking Wahlberg. I don't think he's a great actor. I don't like him in much of his dramatic roles. I like him in comedy because he's such a bad actor. He's great in comedy because it's just like funny to watch him talk. This is what I'm doing. I'm playing with my gun. What do you think about this? I'm going to shoot you now. It's a lot of Wahlberg you got to put up with. Uh, he's yeah. Like Joe said, he's, uh, the leader of this black ops elite military group that they sign off their, their, um, you know, whatever their identification, they're of no affiliation with the government. They go that lack that they're not affiliated with the government. They were assigned to protect this guy, and you don't really know too much about this guy, but this guy can actually take care of himself too, and there's a little bit of an adventure there. The, the director who did this, I can't remember his name, but he loves cuts. He loves jumpy action, and the cuts are just extreme and all over the place to a distraction. There's so many cuts. It's just jumping all over. It's like, I got to cut every two seconds or the audience is going to fall asleep. No, I don't think that's true. So it's, 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 it's really, I don't know. I didn't like it because it was so cutty like that. And there's so much Wahlberg talking and, uh, I don't like Wahlberg talking. Uh, <laughs> but otherwise, like you said, there was a couple good action scenes. It was something to put on in the background, not something I would recommend, I'm not going to recommend it mile 22. The next movie though, I will recommend this movie was from the sixties and it was starring Robert stack. And this is one of the earliest of the disaster movies that were all over the seventies, like, uh, the Poseidon adventure or the towering inferno or, uh, airport 77, all that stuff. And this was called the last voyage. And it was about this massive steamer, um, luxury liner that was making its final run across the ocean is like 80 years old, but it was still full of, uh, of passengers, you know, uh, making this final push across the ocean. Of course, uh, the steamer is so old that uh, disaster is starting immediately. Like the disaster, like the boat was on fire in the first scene, you think, did I miss some of this movie? Cause we're already on fire here. That's how like bad off this boat was. And that's how fast the disaster starts. And uh, yeah, there's some cheesy effects and everything. Cause it was done back in the sixties, but they did shoot it on one of these massive ocean liners. That was, um, I think it, I read up on it. it. was supposed to be decommissioned or something it was owned by a foreign government on loan to that uh, film company for the movie And the director insisted on a lot of practical effects and he destroyed a lot of this boat, a lot of this ship at the dismay of the owners who were doing everything to get him to stop destroying the boat. Like he was flooding it, he was setting fires, he was knocking down walls and you get to see all that on the, on film. So, you know, even though it's a cheesy disaster film, I thought it was uh, it was pretty fun. It was pretty good. And they have this. They had this one child actor who, you know, they're going to put in peril. Like she was like a little, uh, she reminded me of, uh, uh, what's her head. What's the famous child actress from the, uh, from the forties or, fifties. Uh, Shirley Temple. Yes. She, she reminded me of Shirley Temple and they put her in a lot of dangerous situations. It looked like they're dangling her over holes. And at one point they tossed her over the side of the boat And she was a great little actress. She could really put on the tears. She did a really good job. And at one point, her mother gets trapped in the cabin, uh, like pinned underneath stuff. That's Robert Stack's wife. And so while the boat is going through its disaster and as well start taking on water, she's pinned in her cabin. And so he's trying to get, you know, any of the staff to help him cut her loose and of course they're busy evacuating the ship and of course you know the water is slowly rising to the point where you know it will get to her cabin and she is pinned on the floor and so you have this huge rolling uh suspense that is building and building uh, even though you know the ship is sinking and uh,
2: i i liked it
1: i think it was called the last voyage wasn't it I better look that up. Cause I want, I want people to go check it out. And Joe refused to watch it because it was older. I'm not watching that. Yeah, it was called the last voyage in 1960. It was made a boiler explosion aboard an aging ocean liner. A man struggles to free his injured wife from the wreckage of their cabin and ensure the safety of their four-year-old daughter as the ship begins to sink. It was good, man. And they, uh, they played that very well. Like at one point, the woman who was trapped, she knew that her husband would never leave her side. And even though the, the kid was safely aboard a, a lifeboat spoilers here, she's like, uh, the only thing I can do to get him to go aboard the lifeboat is to kill myself. So at one point she grabs a piece of glass and is putting it to her throat and making, trying to come to grips with that decision. That is that the best way to keep her family together is by killing herself.
0: Much like, like I'm contemplating right now because you're going on and on about this fucking movie.
2: Mm. <laughs>
1: I love old movies from the 60s that are Listen, done. Really I like old well movies like
0: that, too, dude. Don't, where it's, ramble, don't ramble on for fucking 10 minutes about it. Where you get to see all that practical
1: stuff, you know, practical effects. Like that John Wayne movie, Hatari, where they're out on the African veldt hunting animals for the zoo. And that's John Wayne sitting on that fender of that catch car, lassoing a rhino. That happened on film. Howard Hawks movie. Anyways, was that it? Was there another movie?
0: There was, and I completely
2: forgot. Ah, crap. What was it?
0: <laughs> Your fucking story made me forget.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
1: why. If you. Like we have all this time together, we should be watching all these old movies and enjoying,
0: yeah. enjoying this. Stuff. No, I wouldn't have enjoyed that one. You wouldn't have. I like old movies, man. Let's put on some good ones, please. That was a good one, and yeah. it it was one I hadn't seen before. I so I was shit about some old crappy boat characters. I don't care about. I'm gonna throw on a boat movie, man. Let's throw on original Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, but
1: do you remember the Poseidon Adventure when the, when the boat uh, got flicked over
0: Yeah, sexy Shelly Winters, man. <laughs> you could
1: tell it was like a cheap model and stuff. That's that, all that, they
0: had back then. This,
1: this movie was prior to the Poseidon Adventure and actually shot on an ocean liner.
0: Yeah. That's what I mean. Well, the one thing I found interesting was, um, what was it? It was the government that didn't want him to eventually sink the boat, right? Remember the the guy at the end of the movie went on to explain something about it in terms of uh, the sinking of the boat.
1: Oh, the real boat, you
0: mean? Yeah, the real one.
1: Yeah, yeah, in real life, he the director wanted to sink the whole. <laughs>
0: we wanted to sink the whole thing. No, they the didn't. Shot. He ended up doing it though, didn't he? At the end, uh, they eventually got their wishes and they they were able to sink it. I don't think they sunk the actual boat. I think that was an effect. No, but, i remember uh, I remember him distinctly saying something about that who oh uh, the you the mean host the host
1: right this was on turner classic classic movies where they introduce every
0: movie before and after it. I used to like that when they were when I was a kid on uh t v ontario uh, shit, what was it was it well there was that one host uh his name was LW, Yost. L-E- oh yeah. From TVO. Yeah. L W E L W I E, E L W I E. And then Yost was Y O S T. Yep. Um, wait, and his son, who did his son end up being? His son is a, is a writer for Writer's a lot of. Or, writer or an actor? No, he's a writer. Just a writer. Okay. Cause he, he went on to, uh to host some of the things on TV as well. Right. I think he took over as for as dad at one point or.
1: Maybe I'm not sure uh, that was Saturday night at the movies on TV. Yeah. I just
0: remember those. Uh, my point was I enjoyed the before and after, uh, details or explanations that these, these hosts would give about these old movies, like these, you know, like you said, these little facts about, you know, Mm-hmm. There's this and this about the movie, and we hope we hope you guys enjoyed it, and thank you for tuning in, and yeah, support us.
1: I really like that Turner Classic Movies has someone to introduce the movies and give you a little tidbit. I really like that, and I yeah, I
0: would have liked it if they'd done like uh uh much music pop up bubbles throughout the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know that'd be okay too. I love no trivia. I hate so. that
1: shit. If, if I've already seen it, you know, I like
0: little, well, nah, it takes away from the movie because they do the little sound effect. Yeah. Did you know, uh, this actor didn't shower for two days to get this scene right. So that his, his, uh, <laughs> acting partner would really be disgusted with him.
1: Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Um, but did you're right, you right, right about, about you know this, this boat. She I was did. leased. Go ahead. Are you done? Are you done? Are you done? She was leased for 4,000 bucks a day. And uh, she was partially sunk for the film. It refloated after the film though. Uh, went straight to the scrapyard after that though. However, that boat in
0: 1956,
1: uh, was one of the, uh, rescue liners that came to the aid of the Andrea Doria. When it do stayed. I know
0: that name? The sinking of the door. andrea that was a song wasn't it hmm you know we just we just passed recently the uh anniversary of the wreck of the edmund fitzgerald
2: <sighs> hello yeah <laughs> is that true <laughs> <laughs> the Andrea
1: Doria, I think for that, we would know is it was, uh, was mentioned in a Seinfeld episode,
0: wasn't it? When did the Edmund Fitzgerald sink? The answer is
2: 10, 11, 1975.
0: All right. So a little over a month ago.
1: Okay. Was that, is that something we are supposed to?
0: Well, remember? no, it's because we're talking about boats sinking. What's why is my phone not working here? Uh, It's frozen.
2: Hmm. Mm -mm
1: -mm
0: -mm. Yeah. So, what the frick? What are you doing, sir? The answer
2: is Monday, the tenth of November, nineteen seventy-five.
0: I don't know what she's doing. (laughs) Date launched. June 7th, 1958, and Edmund Fitzgerald sank Monday, November 10th, 75, 43 years ago. I thought it was a 50th anniversary. They've uh, updated Siri now. I've got a whole bunch of, uh, they're even showing like daylight information for November 10th when the sun rise, sun sank. Hmm. I'm sure you, you your Samsung doesn't do this anymore. Oh yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. All right there, sunshine. Since you're just going to be looking at your phone, we might as well sign this puppy out. off, sign
0: uh, it into the sunset. I was signed off about, uh, yeah. 15 minutes ago. We will sink our own boat. Deep My mind sank when you were telling me about that story. Oh,
1: I have more too, but we'll have to save it.
0: You can save that for, uh, Why don't you go on one of those podcasts that talks about movies?
1: Where they listen to you and
0: engage you in conversations? Well, they have to because, you know, no one else is, whatever.
1: I saw, yeah, another movie with uh, Dinklage I wanted to talk about on HBO, but we'll have to save that. What was that? Then I want to give you an update on my weighted blanket experiment experience. See, that's
0: all good stuff. That I don't understand. Save it for next week. This, this man. No, this, this is what I find interesting. No, save it for next week. You need to sleep. I, when I sleep, I'm just in my underwear. I got my t-shirt on. I've got my, uh, this, the sheet of the bed and the comforter on top of me. And then you were regaling me with how you like to sleep with uh, pajamas, uh, the sheet, the comforter, a blanket on top of that, and any other clothes you can find to throw on top of you so that you're weighted That's down. True. And on top of that, you order this expensive weighted lead blanket mm-hmm. to lay on top of you as well so that you can feel even more crushed. Yeah.
1: You ever like when you're at the dentist or something and you need to get an x-ray and they put that leather... And it's a ex- giant vest on you. I was just it, there, and it's extremely uncomfortable. And you go,
0: "Oh my god, well, that's no!" That I'm like, "Nice on me." <laughs> just leave that on for the whole appointment. This is rather, this is hard. Yeah, but that's different. That's like encased in hard plastic. No, I love that thing. Your blanket is a blanket on the outside, right? It's soft, well, right? We'll talk about
1: it next week, dude.
0: Well, no, I. This is people need to know now.
1: I gotta get to bed. Enough's <sighs> enough. What? What more can be said that hasn't been said already? You've said it all.
0: You've said it all. I could have said more if you didn't hog up all the airtime with your sinking boat story. The last voyage. Wrap
1: this up. I guess that'll be all over the uh, thumbnail that you're creating tomorrow.
0: Thumbnail. It'll just be the STC logo. Hmm. Uh, well, thanks everybody for listening to another episode of SGC
1: pod, your favorite place to gather uh, for your ear holes every week released on a Friday. We're there for you for the weekend and bringing you back on a Monday. If you want to listen to us again, start to continue podcast. Remember to vote for us as your podcast of the year over at the cartridge club. When that, uh, nomination form premieres very soon, very soon. Look for that.
0: If we win again, does that mean I can finally stop doing the show? We will do a special show. Because there's nothing else left for me to do. We will do a
1: live show broadcast to all of our voters
0: and there will be no shirts on. Both of us? If we win or we're doing that too Get a win again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's to celebrate our win.
0: Oh, really?
1: really? No shirts. I say we do it before. (laughs) (laughs) And we will have a multitude of guests and they will all come on with no shirts.
0: That's so gross.
1: That's what we'll do for you.
0: I mean, that'd be so great.
1: Did I say gross? I meant great. Don't forget to go over to our website, stcpod.com where you'll find all the updates about podcasts and what we've been up to, as well as links to Amazon, where we can get a little small commission out of your purchases. If you click on the links there and uh, check out our YouTube channel, where we recently have a pickup video where we got some weird eclectic stuff, not just games, all kinds of neat stuff. Uh, Joe's big grumpy bear for that too. And uh, don't forget to tune over to Joe's personal vanity project, my life in uh, my life in collecting, yes, I where he shows the same stuff but in a more tempered manner, professional with the four part orchestration and the sweet, dulcet tones of his voice. That's it. Uh, what else do we say?
0: Well, we tell people you can find me on Twitter at AC Decepticon and Bill is on Twitter at STC Pod. Uh, did you mention the Amazon? Yep. Yep. All right. CartridgeClub.org. Oh, yeah. Triple W. If you're looking for other great podcasts, uh, blogs, and videos from people in our community.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy that turkey gobble gobble.